Hello and welcome back to the Beyond the Pitch podcast, season one, episode 12, I think. Uh, I am joined by a returning guest, uh, Matthew. It's good to have you, mate. Yeah, good to be back. I enjoyed it last time. Hope it's as good yeah. this time, mate. Yeah, yeah, mate. We uh, The demand was was supreme. It was uncountable. <laughs> the, the people, the, uh, you, you could count them on, on on one hand, but I think that's more, <laughs> the average list, more than the average listener we get anyway, so it's all right, no bother. Look, we um, there was no plan to do a podcast, uh, but there's been so many changes going on, uh, managerial terms in the Premier League at the moment. So I thought we should do a little quick, little just a little quick wrap up of things that's going on and try and bring some sort of exclusive. I can't promise that the, the sources will be as uh, reliable as, say, Fabrizio Romano or anyone, but we'll, we'll do our best. That's for sure. Um, I guess I guess we sort of jump straight into things. Uh, I'm, we, we might end up talking about some of the scores as we go um, from the week. Obviously, the Prem is back after the international break. But uh, first game back is always tough for many games. As we saw for Man United, eh? suffering a 2-0 loss to Newcastle, which was hard to watch, hard to see. Um, but I think a, an even worse result was we'll start with the big one, I guess, is, is Graham Potter. Um, he has been sacked from Chelsea. Is this the right time for him to go? What do you think? I think it's reached the point where if Chelsea are going to do anything this season, it had to be done. So mm. they're in a Champions League quarterfinal, but they're 12 points off the top four. I mean, Chelsea in 11th, having spent 300 million, is almost unbelievable. Yeah, so I them, think um, it, there's yeah. sort of, I, I wrote I wrote down here, it's just it's a couple of things to go through. <laughs> my, one of my main notes is they're sort of doing a pay to win scheme. <laughs> like, it's like it's like a when when a kid grabs his mum's credit card and gets on FIFA, buys all the FIFA points in the world, and just, just <laughs> prime Ronaldo, prime Messi, it's everyone everyone up front, and it's just they they sort of hack the system with Todd Todd Bowley or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, and I don't know whether it's I don't know whether where does the fault lie for their performance at the moment? Who who takes majority of the blame? It just feels like. It wasn't a Graham Potter type situation. I mean, Chelsea is, he's not a Chelsea manager, like Chelsea mm. manager where big ego, lots of trophies. Would he have got the job under Abramovich? Not sure. But some of the team selection, I mean, at the weekend, he played a three at the back with two fullbacks, essentially, in Cucurella and James playing as wide centre-backs. Mm-hmm. Forcing Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who's usually a central midfielder to right wing back. Still playing without an out and out number nine with Havertz up front. I mean, some of it is is questionable. But yeah, also, I... yeah. I mean, Bowley got to take some blame because how much, how many of the transfers were Potter and how many mm-hmm. of them were Bowley? Like Mudrick, was he a was he a Potter signing? I'm not sure. Yeah, and I think also with Mudrick, uh, he sort of there's this whole uh, like meme format that's going around like that 007. Yeah, um, and I don't know whether it's his fault necessarily that the price tag that, that he had because obviously Arsenal were interested um, and don't get me wrong from what I know he's a bit of a baller I've, I've not watched much of him play but I think he's probably good good move to the Prem for him and is maybe worth like 60 mil tops but yeah. what's he, he ended up being what close to 100 100 yeah it's just an inflated market really and yeah youngster promising think, Arsenal wanted him yeah. as well so I think that and it's, hard, it's, it's hard it's hard it's hard to to come into the Prem not everyone's going to be a Haaland you know coming to the Prem score 
40 goals in a season, yeah, handful of assists, whatever. It's it's difficult. So I think, as you say, a lot of those signings were probably the wrong thing. And I think actually Potter was the wrong signing as manager. I mean, yeah. the they've spe- he's cost them 50 mil, I think. Mm, uh, yeah, it's something like 50 million in total. Yeah. 20 million to buy him off Brighton, mm-hmm. right? And he's, con- from his contract, earned 30, 30 million for six months work. Yeah, I mean... It's ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. completely absurd, really. Um, so you think it was the time for him to go? I, as you say, he wasn't really the Chelsea... I mean, if you look back at some of Chelsea's yeah. previous managers, well, probably two of the most successful that I can think of in recent times being Jose Mourinho and uh, Tuchel, probably winning Champions yeah. League with them. They're very aggressive managers, both on, on the side... <clears throat> on the sidelines, in press conferences. Um, and Potter just seemed like, you know, a lo- local lad that you'd meet down the pub that just knows a bit about football. It's really yeah. nice, really kind, um, which works at Brighton perfectly. Mm. Um, and you can see how he turned that team around and what his coaching staff did. But uh, that doesn't translate into anything Chelsea can benefit from. Mm, no, I agree. And also, if you chuck Conte in there, the other... Tuchel, Conte, Mourinho, that's three massive figures. Yeah. And then to come to Potter, I just don't think he was ever a Chelsea manager. And mm. also the Chelsea project has never been let a manager like build, basically. Tuchel won the Champions League and then got sacked, what, two seasons after. Yeah. And then you're getting Potter, who took three years at Brighton to get like to get to the level that they were. I mean, obviously it's incredibly high level for Brighton. Mm. It's got them their highest ever Premier League finish, but I think if they were going to give Potter, they had to back him and they backed him, but then they had to back him with time as well. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. But because there, the there was hand... always talks that there was always talks from them that they were going to give him the summer transfer market. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, early on. I mean, he had a lot of pressure in just after Christmas. Um, and the, the talk was that, you know, they obviously wanted better results, but they backed the man. They knew that he needed time to gel with the squad. Uh, you know, they didn't have as many changes as as Nottingham Forest, for sure. I mean, no mm-hmm. one does, but they certainly had a lot of switches around and new players that are trying to gel with each other. And that doesn't come within half a season. You're lucky if it comes in one season, to be honest. Yeah, but exactly. um, I guess for them, what's the what's the biggest risk? Is it not getting? Um, is it not getting champion? Are they hoping for Champions League? Are they are they going to are they being realistic about their expectations this season? I mean, Champions League would be an unbelievable like comeback from where they mm. are right now. It's whether, yeah, it's whether they can get someone in and push for the top four or do what Chelsea would do and like could do and win the Champions League. Like it yeah. would be the most Chelsea thing to go and win the Champions League this season. And, but, and finish nowhere. and finish conference league in like seventh, eighth yeah. place. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, but who, so who, do, I don't know the name of the guy that's in charge currently. I haven't got it written down. Bruno, Bruno Salter. Right, I think he and was he's... one of Potter's coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So, what's the plan with him? Do you imagine, do you, do you, if he performs well, do, do you think he'll get an opportunity to stay with the new coach that comes in? Because I know a lot of coaches, like Eric ten Hag, brought Mitchell van der Gag in because yeah. they're they're like a duo. He's like, I bring I bring my guys with me. Um, do you think he'll get given an opportunity to stay? I I think it does depend. If he performs well, what yeah. What I'd also assume is because he's part of Potter's coaching staff, I know a lot of them have stayed just to be an interim charge. I think once mm-hmm. a new manager is appointed, let's say Nagelsmann gets the job, I think yeah. he'll bring all his men and they will go 
to where a deposit goes next, which could be Leicester. Yeah. You never know. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Right. Well, 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 let's move on then. And speaking of Leicester, we'll talk about Rogers has also been sacked within the space of, I think, 12 hours. They both went right. Yeah. Maybe less than that might have been even on the honestly a few hours. Um, what what's the situation in him? I think he should have gone months and months ago. I mean, I said it on this podcast back in, I think when you were last on here. I think, I think it might have been, yeah. When did you come on? Was it January? Um, February? Yes. Yeah, it must have been January, I think. Yeah. And so let's say six weeks ago, I was saying yeah. Rogers is on his last leg here and I wouldn't be surprised if he was to be sacked. Um, and he's only just gone. Do you think they waited too long? I mean, they're bottom three again now. Their relegation yeah, think, battle. What's mm, the what's the thoughts here? I think the time to get rid of him was before the World Cup when they were really, really struggling. Mm. When there was like all the fuss about Danny Ward. I think they got battered by Spurs uh, when Song came on and scored that hat trick. I think the time to get rid of him was then. Then they picked mm. up a bit and it looked like he'd sorted things out. It looked like they were getting back to the levels where they have been. But now the form's plateaued again. They lost at home to Blackburn in the FA Cup, which was like the one thing that maybe could have saved the season was winning the FA Cup again. Mm-hmm. And now 19th with that squad, I think it's yeah, I think it had to be done. Yeah, I um so will Leicester stay up is the question. Who do you think? Well, we'll talk about potential managers shortly, if you can avoid that topic, but do you think they'll they have a chance of staying up? Their, their squad's pretty strong. They've got a not half decent yeah. squad. I mean you They've still got um, plenty of goal scorers on on their starting eleven. I think there's no. I think they they easily stay up because of that squad. Yeah, I think there's no way that team like Madison, Ianacho, Barnes, Daka, Tielemans, mm-hmm. Tete. It's just too good to go down. And also, I mean, they're nineteenth, but they're five points off twelve. Yeah, it's not like it's, it's a really close. I think it's eight points drift. for the bottom. The bottom eight is like. It's like five seven to points, points. Seven points now, yeah. Seven points. Seven points. It? It's really yeah. literally anyone, even Palace is still at risk. Uh, and yeah. I think Villa, are they still on the brink of like... Villa are fine. No, it's are like there's now a big gap between Chelsea and Palace uh, and 12. Okay. But the bottom... But yeah. Yeah, bottom nine could all go. And I think, I think the thing for Leicester is they might be quite lucky in the fact that there are teams out there that are worse than them. <laughs> Rather, I don't know whether Leicester will stay up because they will improve. But because like Bournemouth, South Southampton, um, Everton are still going up and down. Mm. I think Forest are still really at risk. So there's a lot of teams that are that are struggling. And this has been the season with the most managerial changes ever. I want to say it's like nine manager changes. And it's more, I think it's 13 now. Is it? 13. It's 12 or 13. Okay. All right. So it's it's been a wild market. If you're if you're a manager agent, you are just living the dream yeah. this season. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. So let's talk about potential managers. Let's start with on the topic of Leicester. Do you think Leicester knew that Potter was on his way out? Because I think he wouldn't yeah. I think he'd suit Leicester reasonably well. If you look at Brendan Rodgers, he's quite a calm, collected manager. And he, mm-hmm. he just has for me, has a similar aura to someone like Potter. But Counter question to that. Add a second question to you: Is he as desirable as he was from when he was at Brighton? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think in terms of playing style, I think in terms of manager, yeah, he's a perfect fit. I think the players that there would buy into his system. I think his reputation's taken a bit of a hit, but also I think there's a lot of sympathy out there for him. Where he got six months at Chelsea in a chaotic time. 
mm-hmm. with a new ownership. I think his reputation's taken a little hit, but Leicester would be very, very happy to get him, having said yeah. that. And and of course they they haven't got to pay big fees for him now. Um, he's yeah. he's a free man, so let's put put that put let's put Potter at, at Leicester for the time being, and um, then what happens with Brendan Rodgers? Because when Ralph Ragnick went last summer for United, Brendan Rodgers was one of the men that was on the shortlist uh, as yeah. a potential target for Man United, uh, and we're happy to pay off the rest of his contract at Leicester. Um, you know, internally, he was a big fan. I'd, I wasn't a big fan. I, w- I mean, I would have taken him, I guess, at that point. Um, Eric Ten Hag had been mentioned by fans, but I'm not sure whether that name had come across within the board, with, across the board. Um, is Brendan Rodgers as desirable anymore? I think his reputation has definitely taken a hit because uh, it's a big personal setback finishing. Well, they're in 19th when he's left. With that squad, mm-hmm. it's a very strong squad. He's finished fifth with it twice. He's won the FA Cup with it. So I think, yeah, he's definitely taken a hit. But also, you can't forget like what he's done for Leicester. He basically transformed them yeah. into a, a mid-table team, to a team that's breaking the boundaries of the top six. Mm-hmm. So I think he's still, yeah, I, th- I don't think he's as attractive for those top clubs, for those United-level clubs that maybe he was last season and in previous seasons. But he's still... Yeah. He's still a good manager. He's still a good manager. Okay, so um, then also co- recently Conte has left. Um, he's gone from Spurs, which no one was surprised about. That man went on a, a very big rant um, post-match interview and it was expected that he was going to leave. So they are still without a permanent manager. So we've got three clubs with no permanent manager right now. Um, who... Well, let's open up a little bit. Who's the best replacement for Spurs, Chelsea and Leicester out of... Okay. Um, maybe I'll try and narrow it down to some of... I know we've got, of course, is it is it Nagelsmann or Nagelsmann? I don't know. Nagelsmann, Nar- I believe. Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann, right? He's at Bayern. Um, still got five years left on his contract, but He's there's been, been a lot... Yeah. Oh, he, he got, got sacked. That's why, it's, that's why it was all, yeah. Yeah. Got, he was originally had five years left. Yeah. And Spurs were happy to have conversations about that but then he got sacked and Tuchel has gone there now so he's mm-hmm. a free agent and there's no money to pay uh, and he was wanted anyway Potter is free Rogers is free Conte is free um, and there's still talk around Spurs fans that Poch um, is the man to have and there's been talks from Luis Enrique the ex-Spain mm-hmm. manager um, Spain for quite a few years and he's also done Barcelona I think yeah did very um, well and he he he's expressed publicly that he wants to come to the Prem and give it a go. So I know I've given you a lot to work with there, but um, you can just try and talk me through Spurs, Chelsea, okay. Leicester, who might yeah. be the best fit and where. I think with Spurs is fascinating because, I mean, the, if they win tonight, they go third, which mm-hmm. is incredible. I think that their season has been masked into a failure because of how good Arsenal have been. So yeah. I don't... I think, and also with Conte's like disagreements, obviously he had to be sacked at that point where it was all falling apart. Is it Everton Spurs, tonight? Yeah, Everton tonight. If they win, they go third. Mm. I mean, that is seems like a, a good season for me. For I Spurs. feel like they sort of snuck in out of nowhere. I feel like they've yeah. been ignored a little bit. Um, like realistically, if Spurs finish fifth or sixth, it's actually not a bad season for Spurs. Like they yeah, can't complain too much. Sorry, carry on, carry on with what you're saying. Yeah, so Spurs, I think 
Poch is still the big favourite because mm-hmm. he knows a lot of players. He did very well there last time. He, I've been out of work since he was sat by PSG last year. So I'd say Poch just because he, he plays like the Spurs brand of football, which we haven't seen under Conte. I didn't think Conte Mourinho was never that Spurs, like exciting flair football. Mm-hmm. It was more like they were going for a, someone to win them a trophy. And now that hasn't happened, I think they will go back to that Spurs idea of good football expressive football he knows Kane he knows Son like I think Poch will be the one they go for do you not think that maybe that's a slight step backwards trying you know trying their luck with old ways um potentially yeah potentially but I don't think I don't think Spurs is that attractive for someone like a Nagelsmann or an Enrique I think they'd rather go to Chelsea mm-hmm and then the other options I've got written down here are Ruben Amarim at Sporting, who mm-hmm. uses the same formation as Conte, achieved a lot. He's got a lot of plaudits for what he's done there, mm-hmm. um, but he has just signed a new deal, so be very expensive. And then you also have Thomas Frank at Brentford. Now yeah. that could be, it's just whether he thinks it's time to leave Brentford. I'm not sure he does. I think he, he wants to stay there. See, I've seen his name thrown around um, on a lot of lists for, for our three Premier League teams here. Um, and don't get me wrong, I think he's a fantastic manager, but the trajectory that Brentford are on, I mean, they could they could still get European football this year, mm, which would yeah. be absolutely phenomenal. And the extra pump of money that's going to give him to build his squad over the summer would be fantastic. I mean, Brentford have come up from um, Championship and just dominated in the Premier League, really. They've been a real surprise over the last few seasons. Um, no one, I, I didn't think at least that they would sustain the level that they're at, but they keep doing it. I mean, they beat United, what, was it 4-0 at the start of the season? 4-0, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, sorry to bring that up again. <sighs> Two United fans on the panel today. Um, and we're playing the midweek. Yeah, so you think he'll you think he'll stay? He won't be tempted to leave? Yeah, I think it, it, would, be, it would be a weird move if he was to leave right now. But having said that, Potter did it earlier in the season in a similar situation with Brighton. So mm. you never know. Um, so talk me through some of the other options um, for our, our, our other teams we've got sort of semi-discussed uh, Spurs there they've not they're not really exciting to anyone but we reckon <laughs> reckon Poch will will be the man um, so let's let's move on to Chelsea next who are playing Liverpool midweek which I think was a, a if you were going to sack Potter at least give him the Liverpool game I would have thought because maybe yeah I think you've got a bigger well, sometimes with an interim manager, you then get a bit of a bounce back. Like when we had Carrick step in at United, he did a fantastic job. Um, he didn't lose the four games he managed. I think we drew 2-1-2. Two, two. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, so what's the expectation with, with Liverpool? And, and then talk about maybe who their potential managers could be. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, but I think a 2-0 home loss to Villa having basically been played off the park in some periods I think he had to I think it was the time to go mm-hmm. so then when you're looking at Liverpool interim manager bounce yeah potentially I think they'll look to get someone in very soon and they must I think they'll have one eye on the Nagelsmann situation thinking yeah yeah Nagelsmann's out there that's a potential replacement they know Luis Enrique's out there as well mm-hmm. they know Pochettino's out there they know Zidane's out there there, there is numerous options I think Nagelsmann is the favourite there's been a lot yeah. for Brizio Romano regarding Nagelsmann but there's something in Nagelsmann's contract with Bayern where um, they have to agree a compensation package basically 
So right. technically, he's still on the contract till 2026. So Chelsea have to pay by him. Okay. And they have to negotiate. And no negotiations have started yet. So maybe well, it's not as advanced yeah. as we think. So they've got they've got Liverpool um they've got Liverpool midweek and they've then got Wolves on Saturday. Do you think mm-hmm. contract talks will be quick enough to be done by Saturday or are we looking for the following Premier League week? Yeah, potentially Saturday. If not, yeah, it would be the week after, wouldn't it? So no, I think they'll try and get it done as soon as they can because I mean you want to get it sorted. And and Chelsea Chelsea have shown no sign of um worrying about funds anyway so i don't imagine mm-hmm. i mean it can't be more than can't be more than 20 mil can it no, i don't know no. what, what it would be so if he's in contract there till for another three years it can't be more than 15 20 mil which i don't imagine will be much i saw they're paying upwards of 50 million for a 17 year old they've just signed uh chelsea um yeah. some kid that was born i saw it from fabrizio this morning he's born in like 2000 and 2006 or something like that or 2000 oh, wow. maybe later than that um yeah and they're just paying stupid money they're, they're not bothered so all right so let's let's put him at, at Chelsea um mm-hmm. then then finally Leicester who is going to attract them because that's a difficult it's still it is still a difficult fight relegation because it's so yeah. busy down there um are they would they bring someone in interim like permanent interim almost if you know what I mean till the summer yeah, till the end of the um, season yeah What's what? Who do you think would go there? I think Leicester's a really interesting one, and yeah, it's whether it's a short-term fix for the last ten games, someone who's saved the team from relegation in the Prem before, mm-hmm. or who's done a Prem job before, or whether they look elsewhere and try and build something for next season, uh, and do it now. So the options I've got written down for the short term, someone like a Rafa Benitez, uh, a Jesse Marsh, a Harzen Hootel to come in. Mm-hmm. Maybe steady the ship, make sure they stay up and then move it on to someone else for next season. Or they bring someone in. Uh, this is assuming they don't get Potter, but I've, see, I've seen a few rumours saying that Potter might take a, a little break from management um, and might reject Leicester. Mm-hmm. In which case they may go for uh, someone who hasn't managed in the Prem before, uh, Ange Postacoglu at, Ch- at Celtic, uh, much like when they brought Red- Rogers in from Celtic, doing a very mm-hmm. good job there. Um, a couple of championship managers, so John Dahl Thomason doing a very good job at Blackburn in his first season in England. Nigel Pearson, ex Leicester manager as well at Bristol City. So yeah, it's it's interesting whether they go short term or long term. I think it might be a pragmatic short term option. So someone like Hasenhutl, Marsh, Benitez, one of them. Yeah, I think the names are, are jumping out at me. Well, Jesse Marsh again. His he 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 also got sacked from Leeds and then went to. He's, he's out he of work. I think he's out of work still. But where did he go from Leeds? What before Leeds? No, he went after Leeds and he 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 performed horrifically. Uh, he? Yeah, a German club or something. I think it was. Have a look. And you want to Google it quickly? He definitely went somewhere else because he was failing with them in Champions League. He played like two games with them in the Champions League. No, he hasn't gone anywhere. Who am I thinking of then? No idea. I'm thinking Scott of Parker? Somebody. Oh, Scott Parker. Scott Parker. Parker. Club Bruges. <laughs> Apologies to Jesse Marsh to, to uh, compare him <laughs> to Scott Parker. I don't know why, but in my mind, they look the same. I can see it. I, I, like, I had the face. Yeah. I didn't have the name. I had the face in my head. 
Uh, yeah, you so can see it. Apologies for my... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I've just, had, just done a full nine to five day of working, so my brain isn't quite on it. But... um. All right, so so who are we putting at who are we putting at Leicester? You're putting a, a sort of an interim till the summer. Jesse Marsh, I'm gonna say. Okay. Um and quickly, but we'll we'll keep this episode short because we're we're basically just covering the managerial positions today. Um but let's talk about Louis Luis Enrique. Um there's a lot of talk that he wants to come to the Prem. Well, he what he said he wants to come to the Prem and he's always been on quite a few shortlists. Um mm-hmm. Let's open this up a bit more and say not just teams that are managerless at the moment, but which Prem team would he suit best if he was to come? I think, think it would be fascinating to see him in the Prem. I think mm-hmm. he's um, similar in a way to Guardiola, where it's possession-based, keeping the ball. I mean, if you watch Spain in the World Cup, you would have seen that. Like mm-hmm. It's literally just dominate the ball. And he, it's re- relying on a lot of technically secure players, which is where I think I'd see the most likely place I'd see him would be at City. But mm-hmm. obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. So then when we're looking elsewhere, it probably would be Chelsea or Spurs because of the way, like, I mean, you're going to get the most technically secure players at those high-level clubs. So whether it's going to be Chelsea, but I think there'd be a bit of a revamp there. Mm-hmm. And there already has been. They've already spent so much money. But I yeah. think Enrique at Chelsea would probably be the most... Um, probably be like the the chosen one but I don't know I can't I can't see it happening personally I don't know if Chelsea would go for him and then I don't know if he'd go for Spurs so yeah it's a tough one it's going to be certainly a very busy week for uh for managers and and the most important of all for Brizzo Romano that man has got a lot to cover (laughs) uh he's gonna have a busy few days uh well I guess we'll we'll sort of wrap things up um We've got how I'm going to ask you how many points do you reckon um, Spurs take from? I'm trying to think of their next couple of games. I know they got Everton tonight. They got Brighton at the weekends. How many mm-hmm. how many points do Spurs take? Say say none of the teams get their managers this yeah. week, right? We're looking managers coming in next Premier League week. Uh, Spurs have got two games. Will they come out with probably a win and a loss? I think they'll win tonight, and I think they'll draw at the weekend. Okay, uh, perfect. And then we'll throw it over to Chelsea, who have Liverpool uh, Tuesday night. That'll be, this podcast is hopefully going straight out tonight. So uh, they've got Liverpool tomorrow um, and they've got Wolves at the weekend. How many points are they getting? Two draws. Two draws. Okay, Two draws. big call. Big call. And who's our final team? Uh, Leicester. Chelsea's. But Leicester have got Villa tomorrow. Um and Bournemouth at the weekend. How many points are they going to get? See, that should be four points. I'm not sure it will be, but it should be four points. Okay, at least. All right, big stuff. And uh, as Man United fans, score prediction for the Man United Brentford game on Wednesday. Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried as well. I'm really worried. I'm going to back us and say two one, but I'm not that confident with it. Huge. I'm going to go. I'm going to go one all. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna have a rough week. I think we're gonna draw, uh, and I presume we're playing Sunday then. We Saturday Sunday? at home, Saturday at home to Everton. Oh, Saturday. Okay, All right, we beat Everton. We beat Everton. Oh, nice twelve thirty kickoff. Lovely, great way to start the weekend. Right, well, mate, it's been a pleasure. No, thank you as always. Thank Thank you very much for coming back on. Um, the people love it. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. We'll, we're sure we'll have you back on here in the future. But um, anyway, that's our that's our 
placement of managerial roles um, for for three of well, what might be the three of the biggest clubs in the Premier League at least. Um, although one might be failing a little bit down the bottom of the table, they've certainly got enough time to turn it around and uh, keep themselves up in the crowd. So uh, that's it for this week, and uh, I will catch you in the next podcast.